Hello, everybody. This is a bonus episode today. I want to talk about deconstruction. A lot of uh, you out there I have met um, online through a lot of online forums, uh, classes, courses, and, and a lot of this is around the idea of deconstruction. And so I wanted to, to talk about that today because a lot of uh, I've had a lot of conversations the last couple of days, especially around this. And I've got some, got some thoughts, some things that, that, that percolate in my brain that I thought I would share with you. Um, a lot of people are, are wrestling with issues and themes around this idea of deconstruction. But what is it? What is deconstruction? We, we talk about deconstruction of the church, of religion. I remember uh, in the mid-90s, being part of late night conversations around uh, this exact word, deconstruction. That's the first time I ever heard the word um, was in yeah the mid-90s. And we would sit up till all hours of the night and kind of hash out what's working, what isn't working, what doesn't make sense, you know, what's broken, what needs to be broken. Um, we, we, we were in our 20s, right? We were all these young, the next generation coming of age. We were the ones questioning the status quo. And, and there were things to do. There were things to be done. And I know some people partnered with others to, to dream about these things, to try things, to build things, to push the envelope and, and let new shapes emerge. Um, and I was one of the lucky ones. I was part of a church community where there were exciting things happening inside and outside of the church. And um, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of it was a very exciting time. I'll, I'll say that. And I don't have a lot of the the stories that so many people that I um, have talked to have had. Um, but but here's one thing I do know. I remember those late night conversations and being excited, but there would be a lot of, of negativity. And I know while there were people going and dreaming and building and doing and trying, there were still a lot of the dissenters who they would continue to talk and they continued to complain and they continued to stay awake into the wee hours of the morning, saying the same word in varying forms, right? Still, we must deconstruct. We've got to, it was always deconstruction. Um, and I remember at one point thinking, yeah, we can, we can break things down all we want, but at what point are we going to build something? At what point do we, do we just take what we have and, and, and reshape it? And, and so that was where I, I was. I saw the issues. I agreed that there was room and need for change, but I was involved in, in a lot of exciting things. I was engaged and I was fired up and and I knew that I could be part of the movement forward while still being engaged in, in what already was. Uh, there were definitely things to, to reshape and to, to think through um, and to be intentional around, but what was working wasn't completely broken. You know, I know a lot of people were in spaces where what they experienced was completely broken. But but here's the thing. There, there's so many people who talk about um, the issues with form and structure. And I was always more concerned with with the understanding and the application and the integrity of, you know, does what we say match what we do, 
right? While some people are, are really focused on the what, which is important, I was, I was always more concerned with the so what, <laughs> right? If, if, if you say you believe this, so what? What does it mean? What does it look like? How does that play out? in your life. You know, questions like uh, you know, are are we living out the values that we claim are central? Are are we facing the challenges of living them out? Are, are we seeking to embody our convictions with all people in in all places at all times? Are are we being honest with ourselves? Are we being honest with each other? To me these these questions transcended form and structure. They were the questions I thought, I, I thought these questions should be asked at, at an inner city youth hostel and, and during elder board meetings, at, at services on a Sunday morning and, and at the pub on a Friday night. Like, to me, church was everywhere with everybody. And, and deconstruction happened in tandem with reconstruction, right? We're working out the questions. If this form, idea, understanding doesn't work, if it's if it's not universal, if it's if, if being consistent with this notion or idea or belief means that I at some point down the road of being consistent, it, I have to exclude a group or, or a person, then then this form or idea or understanding needs to be reexamined and reworked or I have to be honest about what is my underlying value and conviction. That's kind of how my my brain has always worked. I remember um, back in the 90s, the church that I was in, that I was involved in, it was a, a big evangelism movement, right? Go out and tell everybody about Jesus. And I remember asking myself, okay, so if this means um, that I need to strike up a conversation with somebody and, and share with them, you know, in, in a way that that convinces them that uh, my understanding of the one true God is 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 the best understanding, right? If I believe and if I believe that, I believe, hey, this is I want to convince you to understand how I understand. Then it it just made sense to me that wouldn't my faith in my understanding of the one true God allow me to be equally as curious and open around the other person's understanding of, of what is divine. Um, I, would, I would think that I would need to be at least as curious as I'm expecting that other person to be. If I want them to release the hold that they have on their underlying belief structure, well, I would. I think if I have faith in this one true God, then I would be just as willing to release my grip on that. That to me, that's what faith was. If I believe that God loves all people, and I believe this is the God that's God of everybody, everywhere, right? We, everyone's made in the image of God. If, I, if these are the things I believe, this is what makes sense to me. That I would have this posture in in everything including evangelism. That just made sense to me. Um, so those conversations would mean that God loving all of us would draw us toward a true understanding of the one true God. That That's how my brain works. That's just what makes sense to me. So, um, you know, if I, if I say I believe something, am I doing what's in alignment with that? 
you know, how do I reconcile the, the mystery and the wisdom of, of what I can't see with what I can see, right? There's the, this, this idea of, um, I, I believe that I can't see this, I can't prove it, but am I consistent with what I can do and what I, can I work it out? Um, how do I reconcile that? Those are, those are how my questions are. And, and, and can I hold loosely the tension of the unknown? What, what I can't understand and, and what I won't be able to, maybe not now, maybe, maybe not ever. Um, so deconstruction and reconstruction really wasn't a major issue for me. Um, in fact, it really was it was part of the fun. It, it really was the fun to me. It was it was the adventure. It was it was the pursuit. It was it was the juice. I can't imagine not always thinking what's working, what's not working, um, and and I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I never expected to have all the answers. I mean, maybe, well, at least not when I was young. I think I did have an expectation that I would eventually have them. <laughs> but I but I, I don't know that I ever expected any other person to, to have them all. I, I don't know that I ever thought I could go to this one person and ask questions and have them all satisfied. That just never, it really never occurred to me. Um, I never expected that of pastors, of teachers. I figured that they would be knowledgeable and they would be a resource for me to figure things out. Um, yeah, I just never had the expectation of one person um, to be my go-all, my, 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 my go-to for all things. And, and I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because I was disappointed <laughs> by adults so often in, in my earlier years. Um, or, or maybe, maybe it's because I was so flipping stubborn and, and proud and determined to figure things out. It's like, no, it's like, don't, no, no, don't tell me the answer. Let me figure it out. I mean, that, <laughs> that pretty much sums me up um, pretty well. Um, I, I don't know, but what I do know is, is that it, it never occurred to me to confuse the church or church people with God. Um, I was, I didn't go to a church at all between the ages of 17 and 23 and not once did I feel like I had, um, that I was disconnected from God. It just didn't like, that's not a possibility. Like God is God. God, if if God is everywhere, (laughs) well, he's, he's at a church and not at a church. Like God is the underlying in and through and, and, and source and, and all, it just didn't occur to me that, uh, that I was disconnected from, from God. It, it, it never even, uh, it's just not part of my thinking. Um, so my deconstruction um, has always been personal. And, and after listening to all the stories that I've heard over the years of, of other people's struggles and their journeys um, around deconstruction, I, I'm fairly convinced that everybody's journey is a personal journey. It's what are we really deconstructing? It's really our, our sense of self. It's it's where we belong. It's what we believe is true about us, right? Do do we really matter? You know, um, for what purpose? Um, why why do I do the things that I do? Who who am I? Am I okay? Does anybody even care? <laughs> All of these questions, and I I. My observation is that people get angry at the religious forms and structures to the degree that they trusted the form and structure to answer these personal questions. 
to the to the degree that that they complied with the form and the structure right to the degree that they they believe value and worth and purpose would be satisfied by by being obedient or, or at least wanting to be obedient you know and, and and once we've lost our footing once once we feel like that form and structure is is gone we can't trust in it anymore right we're almost like that the cartoon character who's uh running and, and realizes that the cliff is way back there and and all we're running on is is thin air and then we like, we feel that sense of of, of dropping of, of free falling right a, a sense of of really having no bearings um many of you who are connected to this podcast um are also connected with uh a um philosophy and theology around pyrotheology and pyrotheology for those of you unfamiliar uh it is really a uh it's around uh, the peter rollins work um which is really a way of of seeing the world that reveals the absence of solid footing and, and the things that we often expect to bring clarity and certainty um i, I once said of pyrotheology that it's like taking a bus to a barren field and, and having the driver drop us off and shout enjoy as the bus pulls away, <laughs> leaving you there with nothing. Right? Didn't get to pack your bags. You're just there by yourself in a field. Enjoy, right? And, and this is not a critique of, of pyrotheology. That's what it's designed to do, right? To reveal to us a field full of all the things that guarantee our value and purpose in life. And then leave us there to, to see to see it for what it is, to see ourselves for what we are, and, and to enjoy the journey of discovery. If, if I have any critique, it's it's in our inability and unwillingness to see, to kind of sit in that discomfort and, and take a, a good look at what's around us. You know, regardless of what we see though, what we see or don't see, we, we feel, right? We all feel our discomfort our disappointments, our, our fear. And, and we've got some options of how we respond. You know, some, some people respond to this uh, really aware of how acutely painful the discomfort is and the memory of how less uncomfortable the familiar is. And they decide, you know what? I, I need to, you know, catch a bus back to where I came from, because that really wasn't so bad. I can deal with this, right? So, so some of us do that. We we go and uh, and return back to the familiar because the unfamiliar, the un, the, the facing the discomfort, uh, full on is just too much, and we don't have the tools to manage that, right? Others others feel the discomfort and and lean into uh, the ability and urge. To figure things out, right? We're going to attempt to explain the barrenness and what does it all mean, you know, and, and how it compares with the lack of insight suffered by all those people stuck in their false certainties, <laughs> right? Like, that's okay. I, I can sit here in this barrenness, but I'm going to, you know, take, take in a tour through it and, and, and explain, you know, all the, all the ins and outs of it, right? Then, then there are those of us who sit in the discomfort, and we just wallow in the nothingness of it all, 
<laughs> right? No movement, no imagination. What you see is what you get, and 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 all you see is is nothing. <laughs> but I, I think there's a fourth possibility. There are there are those of us who think, yeah, this could be all there is, or or there could be more. Um, those of us who look around and 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 hope <laughs> that there is that there is more, um, but also are able to release the expectation to know for sure what that more is, and to be able to define it and grab hold of it. Um, you know, we find a way to navigate the barrenness with with an imagination of of what could be. Right? We we build a vehicle for seeing and functioning and engaging the world around us. You know, all the while. You know, being aware that the vehicle is of our own making in a lot of ways. You know, some things we inherited, some things we've, you know, changed out that that fender for a different one, you know, what works better, right? But we understand that there's there's going to be limitations to the vehicle, no matter how much we've, uh, you know, pimped it out. <laughs> there's going to be limitations. There's going to be flaws in ways that we're not even... Um, aware of, right? And, and because we're aware that there are blind spots and limitations, you know, those of us with this response, we, we don't judge those who sit and wallow in the hopelessness and nothingness, right? Or, or those who walk around giving a tour of the barren field and explaining it, it all away, right? We, and we, 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 don't, we don't judge those who hitched a ride back to the familiar, and we, we don't even judge those folks who, who never got on the deconstruction bus in the first place, right? Because what we do know is that we're all, we're all functioning through a medium. We're all doing what we can best figure out. We're all trying to manage ourselves within the discomfort of living, and that's all that's all I've done over the course of my life. I've I've questioned things and I've played out hypothetical situations that that seek to, you know, make universal what what I've shown it, it, to the degree that I can in my particular situation to work. Right? I've 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 constructed a vehicle that that moves me around through this life that allows me to function and, and engage in the world. And 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 my vehicle takes the form of, of relationship and it, it runs on the fuel of unconditional acceptance, right? It, this is what we're talking about on the podcast, right? How, what, what does it mean to be um, naked, right? To be naked and unashamed, um, exposed and, and, and accepted, right? To, to be able to see myself and accept myself so that I can see you and accept you exactly as you are, so that you can come out of hiding and I can see you more clearly. That's what we're talking about here. That's, that's my vehicle, right? And, and, and I'll continue, you know, trying things on, you know, on my vehicle that, that might help me engage or, or function in the world more easily or pleasantly or, or with more intentionality and integrity. And, and I'll continue deconstructing, you know, weighing out what doesn't work or, or what lacks that internal consistency and integrity. You know, deconstruction is, is just a means of looking at the vehicle we're, we're, we're using, right? That we're riding around in and making our way in the world and, and determining, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Identifying, you know, how can we be more intentional about our vehicle? You know, most of, we just, we inherited a vehicle 
And we can't just, we, we, we say that we, we chuck it to the side, but we really don't. We're still riding around in a vehicle. We just haven't identified what is driving us around, what drives our, um, our decisions and our, um, our way of, of, of engaging in the world, right? And, and, and how we hold, right? How we hold our vehicle. We, I, we can identify how to be more intentional, but we also need to hold the value loosely. Because really, at, at the end of the day, no matter what we're using to get around, it's, it's still a vehicle. And it's just that extension of those underlying thoughts and feelings and values and intentions. It's an extension of our own selves. And we all we're all in one. <laughs> Whether we identify what it is or not, we're all engaging in the world in some capacity. And, and deconstruction and reconstruction is, is a way of seeing and identifying and being intentional about what we're going to include there and questioning our, our integrity, right? Does what we say match what we do? And, and the more the more we can accept that vehicle with its blind spots, with its limitations, right? The more we can accept that it's acceptable, it's an extension of us. The more we can accept that we're accepted, right? Just the way we are, you know, even moving around in, in these vehicles with blind spots and limitations. And you know, the, the more we do that, the more we accept whatever we're doing, whether we're sitting on the ground lamenting, whether we are, you know, getting along with the people we've known our whole lives and, and not having to prove what's right or wrong, what, whatever it is we're doing, right? We're going to enjoy the journey a whole lot more if we can just accept that space. Now, the acceptance doesn't mean, um, you know, never, the whole point of deconstructing and reconstructing is because we're not satisfied with that. There's something that's not working and we can keep doing that, but we also have to accept it just, just the way it is because then we're going to have that freed up space to enjoy the discovery of what does work and what doesn't work. And what else does this life have to offer? right? Even if none of it's guaranteed, even if we never understand all of of what makes our vehicle work, or if we understand, you know, why do we even need a vehicle, Lisa? Why can't we just fly? Well, maybe your vehicle is a plane. (laughs) That's fine, whatever metaphor you want to use. But we have to make our way in the world. And it's a medium, right? It's, 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 it's however we are engaging. And that's really what I'm talking about on this podcast, right? Through the medium of, you know, seeing other people, seeing ourselves coming out of hiding, knowing that we are already accepted. We always have been, and we always will be. And we are right now just where we are, even as we do our deconstructing, and even as we reconstruct as we go right? Even if all we have is just our own self on this journey, (laughs) right? Naked and unashamed, exposed and accepted, we're enough. 
And so I wanted to kind of share my thoughts on the deconstruction process and just give you some encouragement, even if you have no idea. I don't even know what I think anymore, Lisa. Well, you're asking those questions. You clearly think something. You think there's something worthy of thinking more about. You know, what is it that, that allows you to engage with other people? What's, what's, just start with something. What's, what's, what's one underlying value, one thing that you feel pretty confident is true? And then test it out. Say, if this is true, then am I being consistent with that? That's that reconstruction, right? That's that, what, what form am I choosing to take? What vehicle am I choosing to utilize to engage in the world? So we will pick up our conversation next time. Um, so this is, I'm going to sign off of this bonus episode before I start rambling because I, I feel myself going in that direction. So I will talk to y'all later. Okay, until next time.